I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. ABC Wednesdays. Celebrity Jeopardy is back. Look at it! Hosted by me, Ken Jennings. Yeah! <laughs> a new season of powerhouse celebrities compete. Go big or go home. To win $1 million for charity. When celebrities take the Jeopardy stage, anything can happen. Bet it all! What is zombie? What is Arctic? What is the incorrect answer to this question? <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy in primetime. Wednesdays on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, yes, Doreen, I will visit that zoo. And the weather today, we're looking at sunny skies and a 20% chance of PLT. Thing, the podcast, also known as PLT, the podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time your mom took you for an eye exam and you pretended that you couldn't see the letters on the chart so that you got to get glasses and stand out from the crowd. So then you got them, but they were like the same frames as old men would wear in the 80s. And you look like a fucking idiot, Amy. And how dare you lie to your sweet, sweet mother? Honey, you're a PLT. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I still have the glasses. Really? Well, it's, I wear them sometimes. I'll show you. Okay, they're mini. Okay. They're like little mini Coke bottle, like driving glasses. Aww. Yeah, they're real cute. Hi. Hey. I'm Amy Goodmurphy. And with me as always is Ryan Roberta Steele. Hello. Listen, I got to tell you something that I heard last night. Okay. So Jenny and I were at her mother's building mm-hmm. and we got into the elevator mm-hmm. and another man came in and on this particular floor, they have a gym. That's where they're building gym is. Yeah. And I know that because I used to sneak in all the time and, and work out for free. I love that. And I pretended that I lived there, but the manager used to come in and work out all the time yeah. because he lived in the building yeah. and he knew. You're shady. I know. That's what they call me. <laughs> shady A. Anyways, um, it was the, the floor where the gym was. And so when we got in to the elevator, another man came in and as the door was closing, you know, it takes a minute. It's one of the, it's an elevator that like takes its fucking time opening, closing and getting to the goddamn floor. Yeah. Anyways, just before the door is closing, I shit you not. I hear this is the first time I've truly heard. I've heard about this happening at the gym. You'll know about this, mm-hmm. but I had never truly heard it. There was a man working out 
and it sounded like this. What was he doing? Lifting weights. And it was so bad that I made eye contact with the guy in the elevator while this man was essentially fucking a barbell or bell bar, whatever the fuck it's called. What are those called again? Kettlebells. There you go. (laughs) And the guy, I go, I just said, I'm like, is that someone working out? And right away he was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's not, he's not okay. Do you have a boner? I don't know, but what, you know, people talk about how people, about a lot of men like really go yeah. for it. And then they smash the weights down. I hate that. Yeah. I'd never actually heard that loud mm. of a workout. Really? Why do they do that? I do little ones. Like I go, if it's like really well, heavy, but like I try my best not to be like, you're exerting yourself. Yeah. Have you ever heard a girl go, Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I hope I never do. Come to my spin class, you will. <laughs> There's a guy at my boot camp though, when he does his kettlebells, he goes, <laughs> No, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know why he makes that sound. It makes I'm like, you're just showing off. He I'm makes like, up his own workout sound. Yeah. <laughs> close your ears. That's what you think. Close your ears. And now I want to say it all the time. Because well, Jenny always says close the light and oh. instead of turn off the light. And when I make fun of her, she goes, <laughs> My family is from Italy. And when they came here, they didn't know how to speak English properly. So that's how they taught us. And then she puts me in my place. Really? And then I feel really bad. Well. So now I say, close your ears. (laughs) Because you know what? Back in the day, my family immigrated from Croatia. I know. And if you want some Ryan and Amy show merch that says, close your ears, just let us know. We'll make that happen. (laughs) Let us know. And we will get that to the manufacturers. Okay. I got to tell you something. What? So, you know, I'm on my apps again. I'm on the grinder and the scruff. I don't do anything. So you boys out there listening, do not message me on there. It's not going to happen. I don't know why I'm on there just for attention. Um, it's stupid. Stop sending him your cock. Stop. Well, actually, I don't mind that. What? <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. So people look at my grinder name is Ryan. Right. Very basic. But can I tell you a few of the names I saw while I was perusing my local area yesterday? Yes. There was one guy. His name was Extra Big Loads. <laughs> Another guy's name was Stanley Park BJ. Well, Oh, I know what that means. Yeah, but yeah. if you're not from here, Stanley Park is our big main like central park basically mm-hmm, here. Yeah. And I know there's an area that there's an area. Yeah. And when we were growing, where people are gay men well, mm-hmm. or men who want to fuck men. Lee's trail, Lee's trail, Lee's trail. Yeah. And at night you would like, I heard that you would like jingle your keys. Oh, so yeah. they, they knew where to find you. Over and here, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Come here, faggot. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> <sighs> this guy's name was need lube slash host, which I find so funny. That means he can host. Just make sure you bring some lube with you. He ran out of lube but he needs it so come on over i don't have a roommate wait what is it again the name? N- need lube slash host <laughs> are you sure that he needs lube and a host or no he's the oh host. you know I, I never thought about that he might be uh, like oh, well, i'm not paying but i'll come fuck yeah. if you host and give me lube <laughs> i don't know That's so pathetic you can't even host i can't you can't i have to come to your place and you have to, to supply the lube let's have him he's on the cheap. podcast we and, should and ask need lube slash host if you're listening send us a dm yeah uh this, another guy's name was grow in my mouth grow in my own oh, which yeah. i guess means put your flaccid Start dick in flaccid. my mouth and yeah. then let's watch it grow like yeah. one of those toys when you're a kid and you put it in water yeah um Another guy's name was just suck your dick straight to the point. <laughs> like what? Hey, suck your dick. How's your day hey, going? Exactly. Hey, I'm suck your dick. I'm 35 <laughs> years old and I'm a Virgo. Um, this guy's name was I give rim job. Nice. Okay. <laughs> which I mean, I'm sure that's a lot of people's name. Um, there was feet liquor, hey. which is kind of your area. Wow. Right. Yeah. And then another, another guy's name was Dan. Mm, I like that Dan. one. Yeah. What would yours be if it wasn't your name? Don't bother. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do not message. Do not message. Pointless. Not going to happen not, ever. Not interested, <laughs> not Ryan. Interested. I'd rather watch my shows and have a wine. Holy fuck. Oh. Well, I feel like I met Need Lube host. Yeah. Man. I don't know why. I just feel like it was him. But I went over the border. I drove over the Washington border. When? Um, like last week. Mm. Yeah. So a friend of mine has a mailbox over there and she wanted me to go and pick it up, whatever. Anyways, I said, I totally, I hadn't gone and I haven't been across the border like in three years. Or longer for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. And anyways, I, I have Nexus. So, um, Ooh, brag. But, well, Humble brag. come on. I signed up for Nexus and it's hell getting the goddamn card. But once you get it, it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I went to, into the Nexus line and those border officers, they always make me nervous. I guess it's their job. Me too, yeah. I don't have anything in the fucking car, but like, yeah, I'll go down and like buy some shit and then put it on and rip the tags off. Whoa, and I'm always, scared. Admit that. I'm always scared. They're going to be like, that shirt looks brand new. A little crisp, yeah. isn't it, Miss Good Murphy? <laughs> That's a little crisp, isn't it? That bracelet you brought. And I'm like, hey, I don't know. No. Anyway, so I was going over the border and I got up to the guy and he says nothing to me, this guy, okay? This yeah. is a guy that you like have met before, you've seen before, you have interacted with this type of person. Mm-hmm. So I give him the card. He's not looking at me. He's not making eye contact with me. He's looking at the computer screen and he's looking at my card. He's looking at the computer screen. Then he's looking at my card. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And he's dead face because before you get to the booth with Nexus, you have to hold up your card and it takes a picture of your card in your face. Mm -hmm. So he's looking, looking finally. I'm like, hi, like fucking hello. And he, and he takes his time really slow and he turns to me and his eyes are kind of close. And he goes, (laughs) he goes, how old is this photo? And I go, of you? Yes. And I go, oh, um, I'm like, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, fair enough. It was a long, it was the first photo I ever took, which was like literally 15 years ago. Okay. And um, it's a hilarious photo. I thought he was mentioning because like, first of all, it's old. And secondly, was your hair black and blonde? No, it was, it was post black and blonde. I know. And it was far away and it's just like a really funny picture. So I thought I was like, oh, I started laughing. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it was taken a long time ago. I don't know why they've never asked me for an updated photo. And he's like, not laughing. He's like, okay. Uh, did they just send you your car? Like he's trying to MacGyver why they haven't had me update the photo. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? He's a bully. He's bullying me. So I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, they haven't asked me for a photo. Yeah, but that is me. And he's like, no, yeah, I can tell it's you, but no offense. You don't look like this anymore. <gasps> and I'm like, I said really quickly, no offense taken. That was taken a long time ago, but it is me. And I'm mm. like, I don't know what to tell you. They haven't asked me, why would I volunteer my photo when they haven't asked me and they keep sending me a new card? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I just, he's like, I don't, it's not, you don't look like this. And I was like, okay, (laughs) is there anything more we need to do here? And then finally he was like, all right, carry on. You need to do a Yelp review. I was the highlight of that asshole's day. Oh my That's God. That's all they had going for them at the border. Yeah. And because they have to say the same thing every single day. Where are you going? How long? Why? Yeah. And so finally he thought, look at this photo yeah. of this fucking old loser. <laughs> he went home that night and his wife was like, hey, Derek, how was work today? And he's like, I fucking burned this one Canadian <laughs> bitch. She looked nothing like her photo and yeah. I just fucking tore her a new asshole. Yeah, when she came and she was old. Yeah, she was old dyke. Yeah, and then just to fuck with her, I said, no offense. <laughs> fuck you. Anyways, and then on the way back, the guy, the Canadian border was like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I was just picking up a package. He's like, okay, have a great day. I was like, 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how it should go. Yeah, don't worry about my photo. Yeah, asshole. Anyway, uh, speaking of assholes. Yeah. Um, so my doctor, I love him. Yeah. Been seeing him for like 20 years. Good guy. I think he's gay. Don't know. So recently I had, you know, I had some, I get these fatty cysts on me and I had okay. a few on my back. Remember you took a photo. I sent yeah. it to my doctor. I was got, worried about it. Yeah. Well, so was I. I uh, went and got an ultrasound on my back. You know, this guy was putting the lube and puts a little machine all over everything. So anyway, his receptionist calls me to, to let me know that I have to call in to get my results. I call in on Monday. I get her. She goes, okay, you have to call back tomorrow between this time. This is already so much work. So then I have to call the next day. And instead my doctor calls me out of nowhere and then he's like he goes to me the first thing he says hey it's dr mar and he goes are you sitting down and i was in a car i was in my friend carly's car hey carly and i go yeah and he goes okay you're gonna be fine he's like it's all good he's like there's nothing to be worried about he's like if they keep growing let me know and we'll just monitor them but you're fine it's like doctor mm, we won't say his name he tricked me oh my and like, god are you sitting are down? you sitting down okay, i'm gonna give him a little credit because i hope he read the room you know again yeah. 20 year relationship right. he knows i'm a comedian he knows i'm a fellow gay um Sorry if I'm outing you, doctor. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think I don't think he'd do that to anybody. But like, what's gonna happen when it's not a joke? And he's like, and you're like, yeah, right, right. right. He's like, no, he's seriously, like, you have to come. And you're like, okay. okay. He's like, Ryan, you have three weeks to live. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. right. Sure. Have you seen? Have you seen the new queers folk? <laughs> hey, have you been about to the bar? Since yeah, seen you. Junction has a new little sidebar. Fierce. <laughs> is, uh, he, is he a? Is he a hottie? No. Okay. I mean. <laughs> That's so rude of me. He, for That's his so age, good. he is a, a fine-looking man. Okay, you're but not. Would I go there? Yeah. The answer is no. You don't, you're not looking for him to provide lube or to host no. you. Okay, <laughs> I, I understand. I got my. I can host, and I got a lot of lube. I understand. Well, speaking of hotties, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day on social media. Father's Day is just an excuse for people to put out <sighs> old hot photos of their dads on Instagram. Uh-huh. They'll never see it. Yeah, and. Uh, it's basically just to show how fuckable their dads are. Yes, yes, yes. Like to be like, look, look, I'd fuck my dad. Yeah. Wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, and, and guess who's done it? What? Who? Me. You? Oh. I, I have a photo of my dad where he's like so handsome and he's on this horse and he might like, essentially I had to take, take a second. And this year I thought about it because I was like looking at other people's photos and I was like, no, Amy, you just, it's so like, you want people to want to fuck your dad and also yeah. do you because mm. what's happening yeah, that's a weird thought but yeah. yeah just made me think about all over social media is people's hot young photos of their dads mm-hmm. and they're never gonna see it yeah happy father's day dad mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> not, that's all i got let's go to your i, next know, I saw that everywhere on instagram and i chose not to, to, to partake because again my well you know what though my dad is on instagram so maybe he would have enjoyed that um he's been ripping through my instagram lately liking old posts which yeah. is always fun to see dougie steel well, um you know what i want to talk about earthquakes oh, why because i think there was one somewhere the other day and it just got me thinking i'm like because like we've kind of i think we brushed on this here that we've been waiting for about you know 30 40 years i don't for, even want to talk about one. this why are you doing this Be- you're jinxing because, us okay because i want to ask you so say right now we had an earthquake what would be your first intuition to do because I think we're supposed to hide under this table. Grab Jenny and throw her out. No, but if fuck- you were here right now, 
Like I might, I would want to run. I'd want to run outside I'd as quick as I window. could, but I think that's the wrong thing. I think you need to get under a table because as soon as you start running, then everything will fall down on you. It's like, no, Amy. Honestly, my thought, I think they told us growing up <laughs> that you get under the desk, you mm-hmm. get under a table, but I feel like now, or you get into a doorway. Oh yeah. But there's something that they now have come out with to say, that's all wrong. Really? We taught you wrong. Yeah. It was either the doorway or the table. Yeah. Obviously the, it's supposed to be the doorway, but obviously the table is like to help you not get smashed mm-hmm. but I'm, smashed. Out, I'm out the fucking window sorry really? i am and i'm jumping off my balcony because and i'm throwing jenny off first because she'll be too scared but you'll die You're no, too high up. no 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 we're we're not we'll 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 break our legs Tuck and roll yeah our legs will be broken but you'll be alive and we'll be rolling down the alleyway yeah, in that huge we'll, puddle in a huge there's, there's a fucking huge puddle outside. it never goes away it never, it never goes, goes away, away. and the construction people came to to make it uh smaller i guess someone complained because mm. it was like and it like gets underneath it's a little my car. lake. You got a little it's, lake. They never fixed it. Oh it just, it's still a lake. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I would jump out the window, honestly, because you know why I always think about that happening yeah. and a building just collapsing on you and you being under rubble. Yeah. I can't deal with I that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather die out the window. Okay. Yeah. Well, one more thing on that too. Have you ever like been in an earthquake? I've had like, I felt one in my whole life and mm. it was like, it literally lasted for like two seconds and I was like, was that an earthquake? Really? And it was. Well, yeah. One time I was in uh, Langley Valley village and I was just you know, perusing looking for my vintage shirts and my wigs as I do. Yeah. And suddenly everything started shaking and we all kind of stopped and looked around and then they did a little announcement. They're like, please everyone evacuate immediately. And we all have to go outside of Valley village oh and wait God. for the earthquake to be over. Did you steal anything? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Anyway, should we get to our guest? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Our guest today is an American stand-up comedian, actress and writer. She stars alongside Amy Schumer in Hulu's life and Beth. She's a writer for a tiny little show called Saturday night live. She was featured on Netflix. That's my time with David Letterman and has her own comedy special whiskey fist, but you already know that. Yeah. But more importantly, you know her from being very open about drinking her own piss for the hell of it. Mm. Okay. It's Rosebud Baker. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just great to be here for the piss drinker. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. What's that all about? You drink your own piss all the time. Yeah. What is that? Mostly on stage as a closer. (laughs) Oh, just drink your piss. Yeah, just you know when I it's it's easier than writing a joke. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course so. it is. I, I think that's what they call physical comedy. Yeah, when you yeah. just move things around. So is it fresh piss or do you sort of house your piss and then you bring it? No, you just keep vials yeah. around okay. the house. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Wow. warm vials. Very, very yeah. Andy Kaufman. Really it is very crazy, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rosebud, we're we were telling you a few moments ago how excited we are to have you here, and this is very special for us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so sweet. I'm. It's special for me too. Y'all are so fucking funny. I was. I remember watching you during uh, Vancouver, and I was. Um, I was like, this is the funniest thing. I. It was just so silly and fun, and it's so nice to see. Oh and um, yeah, so it's great to be here. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Remember that joke that you told in Vancouver and I was obsessed and I was trying to fucking, I was obsessed and I was like, remember this because speaking of ADD, I have ADHD and my memory is like not happening. So that joke that you called like, cause I we're around the same age. I think you called us like pirate, pirate hot or something. What was that joke that you said were? Uh, oh yeah. 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 It was like the first, I think it was like the first and maybe like of three times that I've told it, but I, <laughs> 
It was like, oh, hot shipwrecked hottie. <laughs> shipwrecked hottie. That was it. Yes. Yay. I was trying yes. to like, oh, it's a pirate. It, there's a, there's something there. I was yeah. fucking howling. So, okay. Actually, before we start from the beginning, mm. just going on top of that, we met you in Vancouver at a show called Comedy Pants with mm-hmm. your beautiful husband, Andy Haynes. And you two were so lovely and kind and chatting and hilarious obviously and when you got on stage you told this joke about being like of a certain age and you like you're you're not like like hot or haughty or cute anymore you're like a shipwrecked hottie <laughs> yes. i turned to ryan and was like slapping him i was like i'm a, sh- I'm a shipwrecked I saw hottie. The bruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like when you get to your late 30s you're just like a fucking you're you're just <laughs> look like you've got you've always got sand in your hair yeah. you know what I mean like you've always just woken up from a nightmare yeah. and there's a nobility in that you know and um I, it's just like the best time of my life yeah <laughs> yeah it's the best time of my life I've never cared less about anything mm-hmm. you know um I there's a real freedom to that as a woman because you sort of go through the world trying not to take up too much space and not trying not to be too loud. And like, you know, I, I, I never really had a quality that was like demure. So I feel like I've finally grown into my personality. Yes. What it is, you know? Yeah. I, to- I totally agree. And Ryan and I talk about that all the time. And I am like, like I was talking a couple episodes about like going outside in just fucking the most disgusting outfit you've ever, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I've got shoes on that are from, you know, 1999 that aren't cool. They did not yeah. come back and become cool again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't fuck. And I'm happy as clam. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, me. I run in the morning. I was telling Amy like yesterday. I used to like do my hair before I go for my run and put visine in my eyes. I wanted to look good on my run. Guess what? I don't give a shit <laughs> okay. anymore. Well, I go out there with my hair kind of spiky, my eyes bloodshot. I just go out there and I go for my run. Yeah, it's wow. fine. If, even if you look like you're running after someone. Yeah. <laughs> Usually someone's running after me. No, they're not. Not anymore. You're in your 40s. No, okay. Um, (laughs) So did little young Rosebud ever think that she'd be a famous stand-up comedian starring alongside people like Amy Schumer, having her own fucking special, writing for Saturday Night Live, writing for that damn Michael Che report, and now being on the uber famous podcast, poor little thing. But don't worry about that part. I just want to say that part. Mm -hmm. Honestly, honestly, even old haggard me doesn't <laughs> do any of those things. It's funny that um, first of all, famous is a very generous word. You, you are uh, welcome. That is very generous. Of you. <laughs> I, it's funny to me because I I don't think that's like a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like you can be like a working comic, and you could be, but like there's no such thing as famous now. You could be you could be a massive comedian with like a listenership that's just uh, that's rivals Joe Rogan's and people still don't know who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting time to be in entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. like young me, I would have loved to have been famous. Now I'm like, there's nothing less uh, appealing to me really? than everyone knowing who I am. Right. And, uh, and luckily I don't have to deal with that. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you feel like you don't get recognized a lot or something, or you feel like I don't get recognized a lot, but also I know that, um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't think I have the most like approach me face. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're a shipwreck hottie. You don't, yeah. you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think I'm like, I, I've never been cat called men want no part of like whatever's going on. You know what I mean? 
I've been told to smile, but it seemed like it was <laughs> genuine concern. Yeah. Yeah. You like, should smile more. Something's yeah, wrong. It, it wasn't like make yourself more attractive. It was like, hey, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Little girl, is everything okay? Someone saw me walking yeah. the other day when they were in their car and they texted me after and they're like, you look really sad. And I was just walking. Aww. Can't be on yeah. all the time. Yeah. I just have like, the cold stare of like a, a Brennan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Bren- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? People really should not come in so hot like that. How no. about, hey, how's it going? Yeah. yeah, pretty good. Okay, you sure? Like anything up? Not, hey, I saw you look really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Blocks. Hey, Blocks. I saw you uh, in a private moment. And <laughs> you don't know what song I was listening to on my earbuds. Maybe I was listening to like the Donnie Darko soundtrack. I don't know. I was, yeah. in, I was in a mood. Tom Waits. Oh, you never yeah, know. You never know. I don't know. Rosebud, we read that your dad encouraged you to do stand up and that you did your first set randomly on a road trip with a friend. How did that first show come about? Um, yeah. So, well, first off, I, I should mention that when my dad encouraged me to do stand up, it wasn't like you're, you're so great. You should do, you know what I mean? It was more of like, I was trying to be a serious actress and he was like, why don't you try being a clown first? <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww, yeah. So that it wasn't like, I didn't grow up with like encouragement, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was like, you are trying to do this. Why don't you do this easier thing? Yeah. Um, it seems more in line with your skill set. <laughs> and sadly, he was right. Um, but the open mic I did was in Austin, Texas, and it was at a coffee shop. And I remember like thinking, well, I'll try it. And then walking up to the open mic and, and feeling like a real crisis of confidence and being like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And for some reason, I guess because of years as an actor, um, I started to cry like it was important. I just started, I was like, I have to do this and I can't. And I called up a stand-up friend of mine and I was like, I can't go on. (laughs) He was like, so don't go on, you know? (laughs) And uh, I think that's all I needed to hear was like, don't do it then. Mm -hmm. And then I just did it. it Like, oh, right. This isn't that important. Yeah. And I did like two minutes and I did, I think this is part of why when I watched you guys, I was like, oh my God, that's so fun and silly. And I, and just, um, I loved it so much was when I first got on stage, I did an act out. I like put a hat on like a cowboy hat and I read my uncle's Facebook post. <laughs> And, um, and I, I mean, it couldn't be more different than what I do now, but it was so, it really just came from like, all right, if I got to be funny, what do I find funny? Right. And it was my uncle and his, like, he used to do these like hick haikus, essentially. Like they were like white trash haikus. Oh my God. And I don't know if he was trying to be funny or if he was trying to be poetic. The jury's still out. <laughs> but I, I read all of his like little haikus and I got laughs. And then I realized like, oh, I'm just going to make the same joke over and over again. Mm-hmm. Rather than keep going, I, I got that laugh and I just ran off stage. I was like, let me get off while they're laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there was, I had one good instinct, which was to leave when they're laughing. Yes. You know? It was, uh, it was wild. I, it was so fun. And I kind of kept thinking about it for like a few months and then didn't, didn't do anything about it. Didn't go on stage. Wasn't like, oh, I got to get back up there. It was mm. just more like a, that was so scary and exciting. And then a friend was like, I'm going to do an open mic in New York. Do you want to do one with me? 
just randomly. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try it in New York. And then that was really what spiraled into my entire life now. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Meeting David yeah. Letterman. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. I, I really didn't. I think I started stand up at a time when I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life still. And I was so lost. And I just thought, Mm, all right, let me do this thing because it's fun. And then it just, you know, five years later, I just was obsessed with it. I think it's sort of the benefit of being an addict. Mm. And um, I, you just can't, once you like something, you can't stop doing it. Right. You, know? <laughs> you just became obsessed. So even if it's ruining your life. You yeah. <laughs> both are ruining, both have ruined your life exactly. in one way or another. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but do you ever get nervous, like still, or did you, or are you pretty confident? Like, you know, when you get out there? No, I get, I still get really nervous. I still do. I, I've, like um i keep waiting for a time when i don't get nervous but like it just doesn't happen yeah. i'm always like it, you know cuz there's really nothing worse than bombing i mean it just yeah. is the pits i hate it yeah and um and every time before i go on stage like i was last night i had to follow um colin quinn at the cellar oh, fuck. and i was like fuck oh, you know, it's like every time that happens and it's happened more than once, Colin always walks off and he's like, I think he said uh, last night, he was like, après moi, fini. Like it's <laughs> over. Yes. And I was like, bye bye. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm well aware of that. Colin. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jerk. Go home, Rose. Yeah. Don't even. Yeah, I was like, yes, I know. And then, but then he'll see that I'm nervous to follow him and he'll say something that's always like really helpful. He'll be like, it's for them. You know, Mm. it's for them. That's And so, yeah, it's like, thank you. (laughs) You you know, I am, I get straight up diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. No joke. Before every time before you do wish that (laughs) you get it before or after you go on stage before. Thank God. I'm like in a, when I'm on stage at like nothing, like you're just in the the zone for me, but right before I'm not even kidding. He knows it. And we could be performing together for years and years. And literally about 10, five minutes before showtime, yeah. I'm like running yeah. because it just, it's like your brain to your, it's like, you're about to go bitch mm-hmm. and get yeah. to that fucking toilet. Cause you're going to, you're going to shit your pants. <laughs> yeah. You got to get it all out now. Listen, when I'm in the bathroom, it's never a solo stall. It's always at these fucking yeah. shows where there are right. multiple stalls. And then people who have come to see us, <laughs> there are the stalls beside me and I'm going you go for next it. to them. Yeah. Poor thing. Well, just, I mean, they should be glad it's happening in there. That's not on stage. <laughs> Thank you, Rosemann. Uh, yeah. We mentioned it earlier, but you recently became a writer on Saturday Night Live. Wow. Jesus Christ. This is obviously a comedian's dream. What was it like the first time you showed up at Studio 8H? Um, the first time I showed up, uh, well, I, it was during my employment, like during my orientation day. So it was, I was sort of being led through these halls. And, you know, when you walk around the halls at SNL, there's just pictures of your heroes Mm -hmm. in every hallway, like just in every hallway, just looking at you being like, you don't deserve to be here. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) So I remember just kind of walking through there and being like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Cause I, I've written for shows for, um, for sketch shows that are filmed, you know, for TV, but never live. And so, and that's obviously a very different thing, you know, Uh, just like when you're doing something that you're filming for Instagram, 
the the subtlety in it is going to get laughs and you know that but when you are when you're doing something live that subtlety kind of goes away like subtle things don't get laughs mm-hmm. right not for live performances mm-hmm. so i was i was kind of i mean i'm genuinely still if they call me to be like you here's another few months i'd be like really like i it's kind of like um i'm just shocked that i got to spend time there because i really just when i say this i'm not being humble i mean i really have no business being there i mean i don't i'm not a sketch writer like that and i mean now i'm learning but i was just like all right now is the time like you gotta you've learned this much about stand-up but you don't know anything about live sketch and you have to learn right now as quickly as possible and uh and with as little failure as possible you know what i mean yes it was very scary to we we do the table read in the studio and um i remember hearing my first sketch being read and i remember it bombing and i was like oh shit because i it's one thing to bomb but it's another thing to bomb and not know why you bombed Mm -hmm. right so that's like a terrifying thing because you're like, I don't even know how to avoid this next time. Yeah. You know? God. It felt like starting over in comedy in a way that I really needed because I was getting to this place where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing this for. I mean, I know how to tell a joke, but it's not, it's like when it works, I don't really, that's not even that exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, bombing is kind of more fun. Yeah. Uh, and so all of a sudden I was in this situation where it was like, all right, bitch, you want to bomb? Yeah. <laughs> Here's right. your opportunity. Right. Has it shifted your brain at all? Cause as a sketch comedians forever, uh, uh, the two of us, we're always inspired by real life situations. We have like a doc where we have all ideas in there all the time. Oh, we should do this and we should do that one. Has it shifted your brain a little bit in your everyday life to get, Oh, that could be a sketch or, you know, instead yeah. of a stand up joke. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've been off for a few months now and I'm still, I still hear something and I go like, that's a sketch. Totally. <laughs> what I mean, I'm like, even if it's just like one little kernel of a thing, mm-hmm. um, I was looking last night, at, like trying to organize our fridge. Cause we just like put everything on our fridge. And so it's just like bills, notes, photos, you know? Yeah. And I was looking on our fridge and I was like, Oh, there's like sketch ideas on here. And I was going to throw it out, but then I was like, nah, I might need this. You know, it's just, there's so many places that I wish I was more organized. I wish I had like a document, but it's always on a piece of trash mm-hmm. somewhere in a pocket. <laughs> yeah. it's all like it. That's exactly yeah. like him. I write yeah. everything in my phone. I come over here and there's like, he's like, I know I had this idea somewhere. <laughs> and then he fucking picks up a pile of tiny little ripped up pieces of paper. And he's like, no, 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 no. no. I'm like, what the yes. fuck are those? Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> always like, it's like, do I hate myself? Yeah. everything mm-hmm. on like an old piece of fabric yeah you know yeah i have papers but it's always like on the corner of a bill oh, yes yeah, i have a dry erase board what do you call that a white a, a white, whiteboard i have a whiteboard and i put some ideas on there too like right now it says guy who still uses a pager it's just up there i don't know if we'll ever do it but i'm like <laughs> oh, i think there's yeah. something there something, something there, there. yeah there's definitely something there and he's like proud of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like at a meeting. One second, guys. It's 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to make a call. 
Well, guys, I don't know. I got a pager. So. <laughs> <laughs> Page me. Where's the nearest payphone? Okay, thanks, Glenda. Yeah, my God. I think somebody was talking about like a. I was watching like a cult documentary and how like it's all. I'm always shocked that the the leader of a cult gets everyone to fuck him because he's always unattractive. <laughs> true. Yes, that's very true. Right. He's always like a short man, uh-huh. He's like uh, circle shaped, and just, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like everyone fucked this guy, and so yeah. I'm, I had this idea for like a cult leader that like no one wants to fuck. <laughs> like, what's the next step? Like, how does you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're not going to get to heaven, and they're like, yeah, but I don't see you like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what I mean? just, yes. Just see that play out would be fun. Mm, that is, we should take that idea. Yeah, we're going to steal that. Yeah. No, that is yeah, yeah. so fucking funny. I just finished um, the documentary Keep Sweet. Have you, did yes. you heard about that? Did you watch That's it? Let me think of it. I watched the whole thing in one sitting. Okay. Couple yeah. things. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. One, I was, I love a documentary. I love a weird documentary. I'm all in. Okay. That's all I want to watch. This one really made me feel weird. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it, but also I hated it at the same time because they kept showing, they knew what they were doing. They kept showing the picture of whatever the fuck his name is. Jeff, Jeff's or what was his name? The, the old, the old guy, the, not the, the young son, the son, mm-hmm. the son. He is the most terror to me, the most terrifying looking man <laughs> I've yeah. almost ever seen. And they kept like every fucking six seconds. It felt like they kept zooming in slowly to his face, a picture of his face. Cause he looks like Mr. Burns. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. And then, I mean, sorry, spoiler alert. If you're going to watch keep sweet, close your ears, close your ears right now. Um, they fucking, his dad dies. The, the major, the, you know, original cult guy. Then he takes yeah. over and his former mothers, multiple mothers now become his wives. Oh my God. Yep. And they fuck each other. They, they fuck each other. They have children. Right. And by the way, it's like you're, if you're hearing this and you haven't seen it, they are, uh, you're like, wait, why would he want to fuck his moms? Yeah. Mom's older. Yeah. But uh, these are women who were like wiped up at the age of like 13, right? Yes. Yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. So they're all still younger than this man's son. Oh <laughs> and you're like, so disgusting. Disgusting. And yeah. It also is deeply disturbing when you're watching something and like every one of the wives looks like you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right? (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh no, that could have been my life. Can you imagine? And then the keep sweet part comes in like... 
They have songs where it's keep sweet, keep sweet. It's oh. fucking sick. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. Oh. It's fucking weird. I would I would recommend, but also just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> be careful. Be, be careful. careful. Um, back to SNL real quick. I wanted to know uh, their schedule. Were you up all night long? Like, what was that schedule like for you? Yeah. I. It's funny. I keep looking at my Fitbit app to see what... <laughs> It was like for me because it's kind of like, I don't really, you're sort of just, <laughs> you get tired and you're like, you sort of dissociate because you're part of this big thing and everything. It's all happening so quickly that you don't really have time to be like, am I okay? <laughs> yeah. um, so I keep looking at my Fitbit app and kind of like looking at my heart rate um, and how much it went <laughs> down. Like when, once we got off and I'm, I literally, I want to show you guys, actually, I know that this is probably not interesting to anybody, but me, it's probably totally <laughs> unreasonable to your audience, but it's wild to see because you're so ingrained in what's going on. And, and it's really fun too. You're not like, this is miserable or anything like that. Like those nights, those writing nights where we write the whole, the whole show on Tuesday, you know, so you go in at like three and um, you have a couple ideas that you've gone over with a few people on Monday, just giving them a call and been like, are you interested in this? And then you kind of see how like the schedules of everybody pans out. And so it takes a certain amount of like, you sort of have to be aggressive in the way without stepping on toes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like reading a room is so important mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to working there because there's everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. So you kind of have to walk in and be like, all right, what's the deal? How's your schedule looking? If you have room, here's here's an idea that, you know, it's like, is my idea strong enough to interrupt what's going on? Mm -hmm. Do you ever have time to like crash? Like I'm assuming like a Sunday maybe is like a big crash, but like, how are you fucking functioning? Yeah. I mean, you do have time to crash because it's they they schedule it so that you're like you have three weeks on two weeks off. OK, so you kind of have these two weeks to recover and then you go back and you're like part of this intense experience. And then you have two weeks off to recover. And and I think Lauren's really smart the way that he's uh, scheduled it, because like without those two weeks, I think physically you just get. Um, more and more, like, I feel sometimes like I've submitted my body to science. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like an experiment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm part of like a sleep experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, and, and it's funny, like, the way that you work in different sleep patterns, like, you know, sometimes you're so exhausted that it can be beneficial. Like when I shot the Letterman thing, I was... That was during an SNL work week. So I shot, let's see, we did Tuesday was writing night. Wednesday was a uh, table read. Thursday was rewrites. And then Friday is, is like blocking and um, yeah, blocking. So I left Friday morning after Thursday rewrites. I left Friday morning at 6 a.m., flew to L.A., shot the Letterman thing, got off stage uh, after the second taping, flew back to New York and went to 30 Rock to do uh, show the show that night. Oh, my God. So, so I normally something like a taping like that, I would be really nervous. I'd be in my head. I'd be trying to, like, make sure that I got everything that and you kind of run the risk of, like, being overly rehearsed 
or kind of too jacked up or in your head about it. Mm-hmm. But I was so tired. I literally, I don't know what I said. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. All I remember is having a ton of fun and I still haven't watched it because I had so much fun. I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. You know? It's so good, Rosebud. Yeah. It's so, oh, thanks. so yeah. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. It is. It really is. Yeah. It, yeah. And you truly. looked very comfortable next to David Letterman. I was you, like, oh my God, I would be so nervous. But you're there and you're, you're cool. You're a star, you look good. Yeah. I do remember putting my foot up on the couch and being like, <laughs> well, I just did that. So. <laughs> that was really, really, really good. Um, so we, ha- we want some um, inside scoop from you. Is that some okay? Scoop. Yeah, sure. So yes. we, we want to know the scoop. How did you and your husband, fellow comedian Andy Haynes, meet? What's the scoop, girl? What's the girl? scoop, girl? <laughs> it's so... <laughs> holds mug. Yeah. Tell us, bitch. Come on. Don't leave any deets out. Shy. <laughs> well, we met at, um, at our friend, our mutual friend. Uh, I say met, but I mean, like, we really met Matt at, like, Matchless, which was, like, a... a great New York show that um, Che and Nimesh used to have in Brooklyn. And we would celebrate every New Year's uh, comics. We'd go to Matchless. We'd do the show and then we'd party. And um, I think Andy had just moved back from LA and I was with my ex at the time. And he walked up and was like, hi, I'm Andy. Um, I'm, I'm also sober. You know, he was a little more normal than that. But like, <laughs> That's what I picked up from the conversation. And I went, oh, cool. And I don't really, this has changed over the last two years because of COVID, but I never used to really met, I I never really hung out with other sober comedians that hadn't like had 20 years or something, you know, sober, because I just thought if this person relapses, which statistically is likely, I don't want them to have to feel like they have to avoid me or whatever. You know what I mean? Because when you're drinking as an alcoholic, you start to project shit onto people. You'll be like, that person hates me because I'm drinking again. And so you start to project shit onto them and you are, you know, boundaryless. So you'll just say whatever. And I was just like, I don't want any part of that. So let me stay away from like newly sober comics. And I just thought of him as like that. I was like, "Uh, no, you know, but he uh, he really endeared himself to me. One day when I was going to the cellar and I ran into him and I was like, oh, I hadn't I hadn't talked to anybody all day. It was one of those days. And I walked up to him and I was like, sorry if I'm like being weird. I haven't you're the first person I've spoken to. So I just sort of feel like I'm impersonating a human right now. (laughs) And um, he was like he said the funniest thing. He goes, oh, I feel like that all the time. And (laughs) he goes, I sometimes I'll be talking to someone. And I'll be talking to myself in my head, like, good blinking, Andy. <laughs> good smiling, Andy. And I just thought, that's hilarious. I, there's so many conversations where I've done that to myself and I never put it into words. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of all I needed to hear. I was like, this person understands everything there is to know about me, right. you know? And I, so it was that kind of like instant understanding where you're like, we get each other. There's no, I don't have to explain why I'm being a certain way around him. And, and so once we, when we were both at this wedding, I thought he's sober, I'm sober. We're at a wedding. Let's dance, right? We're just going to have fun. We're going to make sure that we have a good time here. Otherwise we're just like the sober weirdos in the, in the corner. <laughs> right. 
And, um, and we just had so much fun. And I was like, Oh, I think I, I think I like him. I think that's what this might be. I don't want it to be that, but I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's so oh, sweet. A little scoop. <laughs> that's the scoop. That's, that's the scoop. That's the that's scoop. scoop. Um, listen, in your stand-up special, Whiskey Fizz, mm-hmm. you tell mm-hmm. the audience that you have a pussy eating voice and mm-hmm. that you tried being with women in art school, but that it took yeah. too long to come. <laughs> They're dead. First of yeah. all, I'm a lesbian. How dare you? Hey. Well, hey. well hey. she's, I'm a lesbian. I know. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and here's the thing. How dare you, Rosette? Okay. And I'm trying to keep coming. I, I need to tell you that it is about the journey and it's not about how you get there, honey. And you know what? It's worth the wait because when a woman makes you come, oh God. you you come. So now that you know that, do you think you'd ever leave Andy for a woman? And do you also think that maybe you'd be willing to be a third of my partner, Jenny and I? Just putting oh, it out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the offer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to turn you down. <gasps> um, I'm going to say, let's leave the door open for I that. I love it. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm so proud I, of you. I know I did it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I anything could happen. Yeah, but I here's the thing. I really did give it a a the good college try. Okay, I really did. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I can get into this. This is you know because mm-hmm. I do. I love women. I just feel like I'm not um, attracted to women mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the, that's right. the problem. I'm like sometimes I'm like. Am I like, where am I on this, on the spectrum? Right. Yeah, like yeah. there is a spectrum and I, tr- I truly don't know where I am. I just know that when I see a man in a gym, mm-hmm. like lifting a full bench off the floor. Yes. Right. Okay. I, even though I should be disgusted by that, yes. I am turned on. Yes. Right. Yes. It does something to me. Yeah. And I, I just am like, that's my fucking thing. And <sighs> The gentle uh, sort of patience that it takes to come from a woman. I just don't, I don't have it. All right. (laughs) Okay. But the door's open. But the door, but she said, she said she's not attracted to us, but the door's open. And here's the thing, honey, I've been in a relationship for like 10 years. We don't have to fuck. (laughs) We can just have coffee together. We sit on each other's laps. Sit on each other's laps. Comb her hair. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If we can sit in a, in a fucking line and braid each other's hair, I'm in. I can't wait to tell Jenny. I'm so excited. excited. And I will come from that. Uh, Maybe you are a lesbian. (laughs) Rosebud, um, it's fair to say that some of your stand-up jokes are a little dark, right? Correct? We love it. We love it. We love it. Well, we watched about it. It's fair to say you are very very, dark. You're very, you're dark. You're You're dark inside. No, you're hilarious. I love it. Walking down the street, you look sad. No, no, no. We love it. We love it. I was just wondering, because we know we watched a lot of your uh, clips and stand-up the last few days. Um, Have you ever had someone in the audience at a show that's maybe not really got one of the jokes or had a problem and like stayed after the show and been like, hey, I didn't like your joke about this. Absolutely. I, I, listen, I love those people. (laughs) Poor little things. Poor little little things. things. Poor little things. I fucking God bless them. I, uh, it happened during my special. It happened during my special. And I, uh, I decided I would, I would leave it in. I was like, I want to leave it in. Mm -hmm. I asked a man who was sitting in the front row with his arms crossed, really unhappy. Yes. I said, are you having a good time? And he said, no. (laughs) Yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, she left that in. <laughs> I wanted to leave it in. I was like, I absolutely want to leave this in. It's it's everything that I love about a comedy show. You know, you cannot control 
how the audience is going to take it, mm-hmm. how they're going to feel about it. And I thought, this is my first special. I have the benefit of none of these people knowing who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that will happen again. I hope that it won't happen again. Um, but I thought if all things, if everything works out, I'm not going to have this opportunity again to to have a special filmed in front of an audience that doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what a great chance to kind of get that moment where they're not they're not leaning in, they're not waiting for the, everything you're about to say next. They're just they're like, "All right, impress me." <laughs> and um which is the natural, that was the vibe. Right. Um and and he was not impressed and I thought, "What a great thing." Yeah. I, mean, I love it when a joke goes wrong, you know. <laughs> You having a good time? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Was it no or nope? He said no. No. Oh, no could have been me. He said no, and he was like, no. (laughs) All right. Because at that point, you're like, well, neither am I now. Right. No. And I... I just was like, I, I don't know. There's so many specials that I've watched where everything went exactly as planned. And it's just not... I don't know. I As a comic, I watch that and I go like, all right, well... I know that that's, I know it's not for comics, but I kind of, I wanted people to feel what it feels like. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, it was, it was just that opportunity. Wow. It's so true. And you had, I mean, I guess you, I don't know. I don't want to say, I guess you have to, cause you're human, but like you handled it so fucking well. I felt it when I was watching it and I thought, how the fuck do you now you're doing a special this happened you engaged he fucking had the gall to to <laughs> say that during someone's special mm-hmm. poor little fucking thing okay that is the epitome right. of this show yeah. and then you handle it and you move on and fucking kill the show i that yeah that's what i mean about just i'm not a stand-up and i just don't know i mean we've had our oh, we had to tell people to shut up in calgary remember and they wouldn't shut up we were yeah. doing our mom's characters, which you've seen, and we were doing our concert, and these guys started talking, and I knew this one guy. He paid to come to our show, and he's just in the back chatting, and then I, I broke he out of Susan Drula. Like, I just became Ryan. I did not give a shit. And I was like, hey, yeah. can you guys shut the fuck up? And then yeah. they didn't. And they then- just kept going, so we just had to kind of get back into our show, and they eventually kind of tapered off, but fuck. Right. It's, it's, the, it's that kind of thing where you're like... But that's there's nothing funnier than that. Like mm. someone in a wig breaking character and going like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing is important." Yes, you know? Rosebud. Do you know who the character was? It was the woman that you saw on stage. We were two middle aged women. Yeah. His name is Susan Derulo. Yeah. He was a middle aged female yeah. who broke, who has muscles and fucking Shut the fuck up. huge tits. Yeah, <laughs> huge. Tits. I mean. That's so hysterical. So it's like, it's, that's so funny to me. And I just, it's not funny in the moment, but when you watch it, the beauty of watching something that's been filmed is it's not happening in the moment. So you mm-hmm. kind of just you really appreciate it afterwards. Yes. Yes. You know, it's the worst when you know them too. Cause yeah. you're like, uh, yeah. And how do you not know? It's a, yeah. I can't, yeah, I'm going to get fired. Every episode I get fired up yeah. and I promised I wouldn't this time. But listen, <laughs> I no, go for it. I love it. I don't want to get fired up. I'll get some gasoline. Go Honey, get the lighter because here's the deal. I don't get how long comedy has been around, how big of a stage it has now, how it's at the forefront. And these motherfuckers come to these goddamn shows and they sit in the fucking front row and they say, you having a good time? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only power they have. It's the only power they have. It is the only power. Yeah. It's the only power they fucking have. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. And I just thought, wow, he's really been holding that in. Yes. You know? yeah. He's really been holding on to that. So in a way, he had been, he was trying to be polite, mm. you know? And I was, and I knew that he wasn't having a good time. I wouldn't have asked him if he was right. having a good time if I thought he was, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. So he was giving me an honest answer. He didn't do anything wrong. No. I, I asked him, I go, hey, you look like your dad just died. Are you having a good time? <laughs> so I simply asked. Yeah. Yeah. And surprise, surprise. I got uh, the answer I was expecting. Well, you know, yeah. you're right. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. We should get to our yeah. PLT stories. But before we do, Rosebud, we've selected you for something very special. We've we, selected oh. you. We don't do it every show, but we're going to do something to you. We're going to do rapid, rapid fire, fire questions. questions. <laughs> uh, all right, Janice, can we start the clock? What's your favorite food of all time? Spaghetti. What's your dream vacation destination? Uh, Belize? How do you get over a breakup? Uh, fuck somebody. Is Britney Spears going to be okay? No. <laughs> what is your worst fear? Um, being poisoned. Best song of all time? Uh... Fuck. Rosebud, please, the time. I'm not going to be excited about this, but I think it's Justin Bieber and Chris Brown's collaboration. Rosebud. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Can we be on one of your podcasts, please? <laughs> please. Yes. Please. Thank you. My neck, my back, my pussy, and my... Crack. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good Janice, job. Janice, stop the time. Janice, stop the clock. Six minutes. <laughs> Six yes. minutes. That's the best ever. I don't know why I said Belize, except that I've been watching Angels in America. Okay. And the character. Uh, like we said, every, anything's a good answer. Anything's a good answer. Okay, now Janice, can you please play the PLT theme music? So we're going to go back, I want to say about 14, 15 years. I've kind of just started doing comedy before Amy and I teamed up. It was the Ryan Steele show when we were at this bar called The Odyssey. And because like I didn't start comedy till I was 29, I kind of like just figured out what I wanted to do with my life. And it was a great feeling. And, and it had a little bit of success right off the top. And I got a little cocky, got a little bit like, hey, yeah, I'm famous now. But here we are all these years later. Um, so <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing's happening. But then so uh, I'm at it's after now a show. And I, you know, I've had a few vodka sodas and I go to the coat check guy and uh, I don't know him. And apparently he doesn't know me. And I, I go up to him, but I obviously think he will. And I go, Hey, and I don't know where my jacket is. Cause I'm like pretty drunk. I'm like, Hey, I don't have my ticket. Is my jacket back there. And he looks at me and he goes, I, I don't know if you don't have your ticket. And I go, don't you know who I am? No, you didn't. No. Yes. And he goes, um, no, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> and, uh, I go, I go, I'm Ryan Steele. Like that was my show tonight. And he's like, great. If you don't have your ticket, you're going to have to wait till all the other jackets are claimed. And then apparently I tried to make out with him. (laughs) I leaned in for a kiss and yes. And I don't, I don't think. (laughs) Well, I thought maybe that would give me my jacket, I guess. You were shit face asking for your coat. And then he said, you said, I'm Ryan Steele. He said, sorry. And then you leaned in for a little kiss. Why not? Make out with him. No. And then, and then, so then by the end of the night, I then got my jacket and years later he became my roommate. Matthew David Munn. <laughs> but that's about it. What a fucking PLT. Truly, you poor little thing. I know. Anybody who says, don't you know who I am? Like, you don't deserve to be no. a human. That's, oh but, no. But hey, is- you learn from your mistakes. You do. Yeah. You do. That yeah. is, I mean, that's a beautiful PLT story. <laughs> Thank you that so is- much. 
I mean, um, also the fact that I just love that, like, you guys ended up moving in together. Yeah. <laughs> what a fairy tale ending. Yeah, Full was. circle. Yeah. You, you are a PLT. Are a PLT. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that one. Jamie, you want to go? Jamie's up. Okay. So, um, this, um, this story I'm about to tell you guys, um, it's probably the best story I have. Okay. I have never shared it publicly, um, for fear. Um, and you will understand why. <laughs> and I saved it for you, Rosebud. No joke. I thought Rosebud's coming on here. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had a lot of wonderful guests, but you're Rosebud Baker. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rosebud was coming on and I thought, I'm going to unleash this story. Okay. So please <clears throat> give me the space, the time, the air, and uh, enjoy, I guess. I don't know if you will. Prayers. Thank you so much. No, not for me. I don't like, we're no, <laughs> I have religious trauma, Rosebud. Don't do that to me. <laughs> okay. So back in the day, my early 20, 18, 19, 20 years old, I was a flagger for the BC ferries and a flagger. I don't know if they call that in this, that in the US, but it's, um, I was directing traffic. I had the vests and I was like, you know, telling cars where to go, you know, construction sites, you had okay. some stop and slow sign. And here in Vancouver, we have something called the BC ferries. And they're these big like boats that take you from the mainland to the island. Very right. busy, very, very busy. Mm-hmm. So they employ a lot of people. Um, and I was a flagger and I was, uh, uh, I worked all my way up to being a supervisor. Whoa. I know. I was, I was just small too. Brag. Well, let me be myself, Rosebud. I told you, give me the time, the space in the air. Okay. Okay. So I became a supervisor, like I said, because we're going to edit that out. And and, um, one day, like it's hot, hot. We're working on the tarmac. And basically when you work at the BC ferries, it's very busy. People are there for hours. They're missing their boats. It's a very, very toxic, toxic environment. And um, I learned like people used to throw glass at us. No joke. And like I'd never it was the first time in my life that I'd learned like how shitty people really were. And it, and, and I worked there for seven fucking years. Whoa. Anyways, this was at the end of peak summer day. Okay. This was the day people did throw glass at us. They threw these bottles through a fence and it splattered on us. And they were like, fuck you, fuck the BC fairies because it was totally unorganized. And we were the first faces that people saw. And we had to tell people they were missing their boat. And they had to go to the back of the line. Right. Here we are this one day. Okay. I have had it. It has been the worst day ever. People are awful. I'm, you know, 19 years old. And this truck comes down in this big truck and this sort of, you know, trashy sort of rough looking guys in there with his buddy. And I hear him say to one of my employees, fuck you, bitch. This is what he says to her. He goes, fuck you, bitch. That's all I hear. And like I said, I was fucking done. Okay. I walked over to that truck. And I like, I had black, this was a blackout moment. And I said, what the fuck did you just say? And he goes, I said, fuck you, bitch. And at the time in my life, we were saying terrible things that we thought were funny. And this is terrible. I know, but we used to say to each other in my friend group, we used to say like, I'm going to slit your fucking throat or I'm going to slit my throat. Like just stupid stuff that we thought was funny. And we had been saying that to each other all the time. So the first thing that came to my head was in this blackout moment, I said, you call her a bitch again and I'm going to slit your fucking throat. (laughs) And then I turned around and went, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just told this. Then you got your knife. (laughs) I just, 
just told this guy I was going to slit his fucking throat. What the fuck? And then I walked away and then he was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm losing my job. I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. I thought like yeah. the police used to come down all the time to check because there was always like shit going on. I was like, I'm going to jail. I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm 18 years old. So then sure enough, I get a call from the terminal manager on my radio. Um, Amy, can you come see me at the booths, please? I've had a complaint and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my, like I am fucking losing it. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Mm -hmm. I'm walking down. It's like 10 feet away from me. Okay. The booths to where I was. And I'm like, what am I going to say? He's going to say that this guy told him that I threatened to slit his throat. It's not like, buddy, I'm going to beat you up. I threatened to take a knife and open his throat. Okay. And end his life. So I go down there and I get to the manager and he's a super prick. I'm, I'm scared of him because he's awful. And he goes, right. I'm sorry. Someone just came down here and said that you were going to slit their throat. And I go, somebody's somebody from up above universe gets into my head. And I on the spot go, no, I didn't. I said, if you call her a bitch again, you'll miss your boat, not slit your throat. And he goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, like I would ever say that. That's disgusting. I said, said he would miss his boat. I guess that sounds like slit your throat. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I think I'd know if I said that. Yeah, it's fucked up. And he was like, all right, well, go back to your post. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> oh and my God. I can't believe wow. like I said it, but then all of a sudden miss your boat, which we say all the time, all mm-hmm. the time we say you're, if you like, buddy, you need to slow down. Cause you're going to miss your boat. Like we're going to fucking keep you from your ferry. Like if you yeah. don't stop talking to us. And then he was like, all right. Stayed there for another five years. <laughs> wow. Wow. Can you believe wow. that? Fucked. Oh my God. I love that. I know. But also I love that. I have a lot of trauma from it. Like, yeah. I just can't believe I said that. And then I can't believe that came to me. Wow. I, I mean, can't believe this is the first time you've told that story. Yeah. If that was I, my story, I'm proud of I'd you. be telling that story every time I met someone. Listen, <laughs> I do. In I, I do. If there, we're not recording, I tell it. But this is the first yeah. time I said it on our on a, out in public. You're going to get a lot of backlash. I know. I'm going <laughs> to get a lot of backlash. All right. The count of, of three rows, bud. We're going to say that Amy's a PLT. One, two, three. Amy? A PLT. You're a PLT. <laughs> oh, she beat me. All right, Baker, you're okay. up. Okay. So um, there's so many options to choose from. <laughs> I think that probably my, uh, my best option is um, I did a club uh, recently that I won't be named, but I did this club. I went in, I was supposed to do Thursday through Sunday, right? Going on a Thursday, I go, what, um, how are ticket sales? You know? And he goes, they're great. They are better than they've been for a few weeks. And I was like, excellent. Great to hear. Surprised, but great. (laughs) And Thursday goes well, Friday goes well. No one has come back to the green room to like see if I need anything to eat or drink or anything. They're just like, stay back there and we'll call you when you're ready. And I was like, or when we're ready. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little weird, but whatever, you know. Um, so Thursday show is good. Friday show is good. As Friday show is filing out after the show, the audience is sort of like paying their checks and like getting their jackets and stuff. The manager decides to get on the microphone and goes, and I'm standing 
right here. Okay. I'm standing right next to her. She gets on the microphone behind her podium and she goes, okay, so we only have 12 tickets sold to the next show. So if, uh, if, if we don't sell 15, we're going to call the show. And I uh, just want to let you guys know that. Oh and I go, my God. I go, excuse me. <laughs> Hi. I was like, um, are you telling me over the microphone in front of uh, the audience that my next show has 12 tickets sold? And she goes into the mic. She looks at me and she goes, I'm telling you, I'm telling the staff, I'm telling your features and whoever else is in here. And I go, I've, I've, I've never been so, first of all, I've never been speechless in my life. I was truly speechless. I, I just went, I, I'd never been treated by a club like this. If you don't have tickets sold, they tell you, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's not like they, they'll let you know, you know, they'll do it last push. They'll put you on radio. This was nothing like that. Um, also, they'll ask you, do you want to cancel in a way that is like, we're not trying to offend you, but mm-hmm. would you like to cancel the next show or would you like to combine the shows? Anything like that. No effort on their part. They were just like, no, we're canceling the show if because this bitch didn't pull enough tickets. So I go, where's um, the other manager? And she looks under her desk. She looks under her desk. And in the sky and goes, I don't know where the other manager is. <laughs> Who is this bitch? She's awful. Wow. She's awful. And I go, okay. I was like, all right. You don't know where the other manager is? All right. I'm like, I'm doing like shoulder warm Yes. I'm like, all right, let's just fucking fight. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I go looking for the other manager. I find him and I go, hey. I was like, I just got told over the loudspeaker that my next show might get canceled, right? And while I'm talking to him, we are outside. I did not realize that the 12 tickets that had been sold were already waiting around for the show to start. Mm. So I go, hey, I got to talk to you. And he's like, what's up? And I'm standing next to people from the show. And I'm like, I'm like audience members. And I go, can we talk in here? I go, I just got told about this situation. I go, is this something that you could have mentioned to me when I asked you yesterday about the tickets and whether or not there were any nights that I needed to be concerned about? He goes, Oh no. Um, you know, sometimes they, uh, sometimes they sell, uh, you know, the ticket sales go up on their own. And I go for a mall. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, and I go, I'll just, I'll be in the green room. If you could maybe send somebody in there with a menu for the first time this weekend, that'd be, that'd be dope. So I, no one comes in to ask if I want anything to eat. No one comes in to let me know what's going on with the shows. Um, I go out to go get something to drink and a fan starts striking up a conversation with me and tries to tell me uh, he, he's trying to make fun of Andy in a way that's like endear, he's trying to endear himself to me. But because I love Andy and he's a stranger, I go, hey, I don't know if nobody's ever loved you enough to stand up for you, but that's my husband and you're a stranger. Oh, my God. I <laughs> and I don't know you. Right. And this man starts to cry. No. So <sighs> now I have made a fan cry. I have upset 
I've, I've gotten into a fight with the managers of the club and I'm in my green room, just considering like, should I cancel the rest of the weekend? Mm -hmm. As I'm doing this, I hear the host on stage. So they've decided to start the show. And um, I go on stage and the man who I has made, who I just made cry is sitting in the front row. (laughs) (laughs) My God. So now I have to do an hour in front of a man. I just made cry when he's 20% of the audience. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, um, this is going to be rough. You know, I, I, I finished out the weekend. It was the worst weekend I've done ever. And, um, and I truly just can't, uh, all I can say is if you get a chance to do a show in a mall, don't do it. No, <laughs> don't do a it. Mall. Oh, um, God. Rosebud, you're a fucking PLT. <laughs> yeah, you are. But so is that woman that man, both the managers are PLTs. Yeah, truly. The and truth. that fan is too. That, that poor, yeah. poor little fan. That's a lot of PLTs in that story. That's a PLF. But the PLT, yeah. the managers, please. How do people get into these Where's positions? the manager? Oh, under my yeah. desk? Up, up in the sky? I don't know. Yeah. When I don't she know. checked under her desk, I was like well now i just respect you yeah now, <laughs> now i'm like you're funnier than to pull that out of nowhere just on on the fly yeah. like that yeah good yeah. even, even if she didn't have a desk she would have checked <laughs> under her desk oh fuck that was a really really good story and i'm so sorry all right we gotta wrap this up we end every episode with a little quick question <laughs> would you rather have a stepdad that sloppily makes out with your mom every day in front of you while filling up her boobs or would you rather have a dad who remarries a 21 year old and then has a kid with her rosebud <laughs> um i'm gonna say stepdad that makes out with my mom <laughs> why as uh because listen, I am um, a capitalist, and yeah. I I Go know on. better. Listen, yeah. if my dad marries a twenty one year old, I know who's getting all his fucking money. Oh, oh. smart! Damn, that's good. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. I'd go for the one remarries a 21 year old and has a kid. Cause then I'd have a new little step brother or sister. Oh God. That's, that's, that's cute. That is pure. <laughs> okay. Well I was gonna say, um, the, the new kid, the married, remarried, whatever mm-hmm. new kid. Cause I don't have to talk to her, whatever. And there's like a baby that's pretty cute. Yeah. But now that I heard Rosebud's answer and it got me thinking, my parents didn't really, you know, where they weren't affectionate, they're divorced now, but like it was, it was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. They never kissed each other. I wonder what that would be like. Yeah. Maybe I'd want oh, to see, see, sloppy, see my mom yeah, have a kiss. little sloppy kiss and her tits her touch. T- <laughs> you know? That's going to fuck. Maybe I want to see my mom's tits, tits touch. Uh, all right, Rosebud, thank you so much for joining us today on PLT, <laughs> baby. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. So fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of, of course. course. Thank you, Rosebud. And we'll be cheering you on yes. forever. For all our PLT fans, where can they find oh, you yeah. on social media? They can find me at Rosebud Baker um, on all social media and um, definitely go check out my special Whiskey Fist. It's on Comedy Central's YouTube. Amazing. Rosebud. Rosebud, thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because... It gets wet and wild. (laughs) (laughs) And as we always say, you You poor poor little little thing. thing.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.